Welcome to the Fatty Z Muskie Podcast. I'm Andy. We have Vance on the phone. Hi, Vance. How you doing? Good. And Todd's not here this time. Yeah, we switched. We did. It's called musical second mics. <laughs> so, anyways, I don't know. Let's uh, let's get through some of these plugs, shall we? Yes. This podcast is brought to you by Fat AZ Muskie Products. FatAZMuskie.com is our website. Uh, you can find us on Instagram and Facebook. Um, anyone that follows us might notice that we have been not posting that much, and there's, for obvious reasons, there's no reason to let anyone know that we have stuff in stock and and all that jazz because we really, I got like one 8-inch Raptor left. That's it, just one. Nice. And um, rod holders, we've been uh, we've been building pretty steadily. Things should all be good there. So if you have any questions, last minute boat setups, as you know, we are nearing the end of October um, into November. Muskie season will be winding down for most of the country um, here in the next few weeks. So if you're looking for something for Christmas, we should be fully stocked, ready to rock. Uh, bait wise. Online retailers, look at Musky Tackle Online and Team Rhino Outdoors, Brick and Mortar. Um, how's Hogan's looking? I think they have like 12 baits left, a couple tens and a couple hard eights. Okay. Well, there you go. I can't get an update on O'Donnell's down, down by Todd, but, you know, there's just they had a light restock. They're not a big heavy uh dealer, I would say there, but um there's a chance. I, What's that? I threw that I threw that uh soft tail ten, the new design mm-hmm. for the Raptor. And that thing is working really, really nice. I don't know if it's just you know, one of those special blanks that we like. It kinda sinks, kinda is neutral. Um but it was like disappearing on me disappearing on the poles or no i i just couldn't see it you know you can feel it okay so you're but saying I, it's, I, it's it's deep it's deep yeah it's awesome well that's fun we're gonna we're gonna play around with a little bit of that uh you know this winter uh we've screwed around with that a bit we've screwed around enough with the six inch we've talked about the swimmer um we do have a prototype out on the eight. Haven't had eight inch swimmer. We haven't played too much around with that. There's only like one made. Um, though I do have the mold and all that stuff here. Um, but it's exciting stuff. There is, yeah. So there's some fun stuff on the horizon. Um, right now, it's just making it a priority to get more of. How, how much more do we want to try to get new for next year? Kind of thing. Um, yeah, it's like way too much stuff on a plate. We should concentrate on a couple things and then go from there. Pretty much. I mean, when you start looking at trying to fill a color chart on like, let's just say two or three baits. Okay, that's cool. Add two more baits. Well, now you have to fill a color chart for five baits. Mm-hmm. And you know, you don't have to. Of course, you can do you know whatever. But I can guarantee you that let's just say if there's 10 colors and I don't paint one color in one style of bait. That's the bait that everyone's going to want. Oh, no doubt. So I, we, we try to keep it, you know, across the board, halfway the same. 
but yeah. Anyways, it, I don't know. It just, it just, uh, Murphy's law more or less. Yes. So, all right, Vance, talk Muddy about, Creek. yeah, let's do that one. Muddy Creek fishing guides, MC fish and guides.com. Get a hold of us. Uh, Todd and I are booking up for 2022. Um, I have about probably say like 12 days that I could do next year. Um, pretty booked up there. Do have evenings and things like that. Uh, Todd's got some availability, but when you know you're coming up or you want to fish a talk or in the early season in Pennsylvania, um, just give us a call. Dates go at an alarming rate nowadays. And, uh, we'd love to have you out. And, uh, you know, best way to get a hold of us, you just give us a call on the number on the website or, uh, you know, just get a hold of me or Todd individually. doesn't matter. Um, but check us out. Things been good. Loving the fall fishing. Um, if you come fish with us, you'll be fishing out of Ranger boats. Two new ones, not just one for next year. Uh, you know, Todd's getting a new, a new rig. And I'll have the new rig, but it's the same rig. But check out Ranger Boats. I know they're taking orders and stuff again. Hopefully things are back to normal uh, over at Vic Sports Center. Uh, check them out for all your boating needs. They have Starcrafts, Starwells, Tritons, Rangers. Nothing used because that goes very quickly. Um, check them out for service. And, of course, Ranger Boats. Um what else can I say? St. Croix rods, best rods on earth. Um, I've broken them this year. They've replaced them quite timely. And remember when Remember when we thought the Triumph model was discontinued? I remember you guys talking about it, yes. Y- yeah, that's not the case. Okay. They, so they have, they have that still. And it's like this, like, blackish blue color thing now it used to just kind of be like a matte black with like like it. like a mustard colored triumph written down by the yes yep yeah now it's like this like bluish blackish like uh iridescent looking thing nice rod and it's probably you know same composite same blank but that that model is still out there uh and i use that for backup casting rods and of course, um, my uh, planer boards at times, planer board rods. But uh, check them out. Stock's probably low. Everything's every all stock is low. It's crazy. And I also have one announcement that I wanted to make uh, from our good friend Mike Frethold or Mike Fretholder. That's right, Fretholder. Yeah. Uh, just a quick announcement on him. He's been, you know, kind of like in a cave of normal life and normalcy, but he's now getting back uh, into the freak show that musky fishing is. And he's making baits again. And he has, he's sitting on a stockpile of them, but not many. So um, he's got a hundred war pigs. Those are his five inch. Uh, they're very quick, deep diving five inch baits. Um, join the Fret Hold Facebook group. He's going to do five draw to buys 
20 baits at a time. Is my math correct on saying that's 100 baits, Andy? Yes, multiplication checks out. Okay, excellent. And uh, each bait will be $70 shipped. Uh, so check that out. He's got some cool colors. Um, Mike's a very talented bait maker. Uh, we've talked about that on this show. Um, and he's got some cool new colors. And the stuff looks so clean and crisp and new. I asked him, I was like, did you change the body or something on that? And he was like, no. He's just advanced that much in painting. Like, I was way, I was like, you know, Death Valley level, like way low. He's like the, the Empire State Building above me right now. Um, so check him out. He's a great dude. Those baits are a lot of fun uh, to own and use, and uh, they catch big fish. So join the Fred Hold Facebook group and get involved if you want to get your hands on some baits. I think I covered everything. You're going to have to do aqua traction because I am terrible at that. Yes, because it involves reading. Yeah. <laughs> you will get better here in the next couple years. <laughs> I know, yeah. I'm going to have to read more. Yes. Out loud. That's it. People don't realize, like, I mean, some people do. But, like, w when you used to, like, have to read in school and you read in your head, it's significantly easier than reading out loud to people, especially people who can read, who are also looking at the same text you are. Because, <laughs> you know, you can switch and skip words and it still makes sense to you, but they're like, that's not... Do you even know what you're doing? <laughs> like, <laughs> Try reading aloud and you'll just feel very self-conscious, especially to a group. But, yes. you know, this... Uh, I have since, you know, kind of paraphrased a lot on this because people, every show has heard us talk about this, but how has your aqua traction been now that you've had all seven seasons through, uh, through the calendar year on them? Yeah, it's true. Um, my aqua traction's held up. It hasn't peeled. Um, it's done, done nothing except, uh, exceed expectations for me. I mean, I beat the crap out of it. Don't clean it. Well, um, we kind of know none of your it. stuff gets cleaned. Yeah, it's true. I treat it like I with my right, like I do with sighting in my rifles prior to deer season. You let Andy do it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I, I mean, the things—it's just been great. I've had sleet on it. I've had rain. I've had big hot. Uh, sunny days on it and you just feel cozy and like i said you, it, there's such a difference when you go from a casting day to a trolling day because unlike uh you know peasants like myself only have the cockpit done where andy has his entire boat done in it pause you <laughs> needle scratch on the record vance's like cockpit area is twice the size of my boat. So we, so while that statement might be true, his square footage is double of that of my boat. Continue. But I'm just saying you can tell the difference from being on that carpet and then stepping on this, this aqua traction. I love it. I hope to God to get it next year too. I hope there's not some aqua traction shortage. Yeah. <laughs> 
That's right. It's stuck on a freighter. Someone out on those freighters are loving their job right now because they're just <laughs> sticking it to the floor of those cargo ships. And they're extremely comfortable. They just can't <laughs> stop saying how comfortable they are. <laughs> they're telling all the other ships, and they're like, give us some. And they're like, no. They're like, I hope that this stays this one for a long time. I'm very comfortable right now. <laughs> Is that so? I'm not going to go down a dark path. We're going to just stop on that one. But in case you're wondering why it would be so comfortable, it's probably due to the 100% cross-linked closed-cell polyethylene foam. You guys heard me say it before. You know, when those guys out on those freighters drop their coffee, they can rest assured that it's 100% stain-resistant. It's not going to shrink. So it's the tendency to peel. It's just not there. You heard Vance. Now we could probably go talk to the ship operators and they tell you the same thing. The only difference between Vance's and Vance's mine and the ones out on the cargo ship is that their boats were not state of the art scanned on a, on a, on a CNC. It probably doesn't have the fancy routered edge that is really nice to offer the two-tone custom appeal. I can also be pretty sure that Nick from AMF was not out there to explain the benefits. (laughs) The people that have competitors might not be as happy as the ship that has aqua traction. (laughs) It's a really good product. (laughs) <laughs> they're not going to slip as they're anchored out on some coral reef. There's so many things that went through my head, like just like a captain on the cargo ship that's lost at sea. He's like, I'm extremely comfortable. And like, put the captain, up. we're taking on water. Hush. <laughs> Hush you. Stand next to me. Oh, um, we're, we're going to die. Well, Stand next to me, you'll forget everything. It's our turn to go in. Let the others go. This is very comfortable. For some reason, he has an eye patch and a peg leg. (laughs) So, like, it's not wearing his peg leg so fast that he needs a new replacement. It's softer on his stub. Oh, shit. (laughs) Oh, my God. And while we're reading that, I can't help... I'm in... In uh, my workshop side of my house, and I'm looking at one of those ladders called the Little Giants. <laughs> Are <laughs> you know, thinking about that infomercial? Oh my. This thing yeah, is sturdy. Yeah, and he's like, okay, now it's locked in place. And it's like clearly not locked in place. It's shaped like an M. It's like the letter N, straight up a 90, straight down to the ground. And he goes, and it's like a mouse trap, and he eats the opposite rung. Right? Was, oh my, is the lady. That's the best. If anybody has not seen that, you got to look that up. But it's like kind should've... of a pitch that we do with that. He saw it in like dress, they were... dress shoes on tile, and things just slipping all over the place, and he just eats it. Well, the funny thing is, like he was, he was like a vacuum salesman going door to door as he was dressed, and <laughs> he goes and 
he starts climbing up and he just looks so incredibly awkward. Like I would never buy a ladder from this guy. And then he it, it like oh it like collapses in the middle a little bit and he goes, Oh, it's just locking in. I'm like, that's not how it's supposed to look. But he yeah. went for it anyway. He was trying to impress the co host. And he yeah. just goes and squish like a and, Venus flytrap eating him. Yeah. And like you got, you got to think this guy has clearly never been on a ladder. He's never certainly been on that one because the the shape that this ladder was in would never be conducive to anything in life. No, like that would not pass any OSHA inspection. No, it's like oh, well, I need to you know get up to this high place. Let me put the ladder in this position. I'm going to make the ladder into a scaffold. Yeah. That apparent that bows in the middle. So, yes. yeah, man, oh. check that out. Check that out. That's absolutely <laughs> right. If you're if you're in and about our area and you're curious about it, contact Nick at amfmarine.com. That is his website. He is our local dealer. If you're not, please look on Aqua Attractions website. All right. Now that we Very we nice. have addressed current issues. Current events. Yeah, that's right. Jesus. All right. Uh, what else can we goof on right now? I, I I feel like this should be a goof podcast. Yeah. Well, they kind of all are, but... Because <laughs> yeah, we're all super I, serious in how yeah, to I, do a figure eight. <laughs> I like to do this maneuver during the fall because this triggers the strike. That stuff's all... All those those videos are like popping up all over the internet now. They're just absolutely terrible. These people look like idiot dorks trying to tell somebody how to do that. They just shouldn't do it. It's it's pathetic. It's it's horrible. I think but, I've I've talked about this. I'm gonna I'm gonna hijack this a bit. I have caught one legit fish on a figure eight. Like mm-hmm. legit figure eight. I'm not saying they don't work. There are parts in the country where I'm sure that through the given conditions, yes. Um, some of the stats that they throw out are, are like, you know, when you read magazines and stuff like that, 50% of our fish came on figure eights. They're like, okay, well, that, that very well might be so, but that's probably more due to where you are fishing, how you are fishing, and when you are fishing. I have caught one legit. I have caught several on, like, at my feet maneuvers, but in terms of an actual eight, one. Yeah, that's nice clarity uh, with the actual figure eight. Like, there's a fish. Here comes the first turn. Hang it back down through. Hang it again. Speed up. Not many. Not many, buddy. Yeah. Me. They usually come, like, right at the feet. At the and feet, I... twitches, you know, yeah. maybe maybe like an L but it's just a lot of short little taps and, and pauses. Yeah, absolutely. And and they'll they'll surprise you. You know, you you're just sitting there in the bait tang and, and you twitch it one way and then all of a sudden the fish comes out of nowhere. I don't consider that a, a figure eight. I would consider it like blanket statement both side. Right. And yeah, so at that point, I mean, but I, I also feel that a lot of that, you know, early articles, and I don't even know, there still could be articles written about it and stuff like that. I stopped getting publications. I stopped looking into the websites and mm-hmm. everyone's own version of it. 
Um, but you know, some of that stuff is, is primarily driven off the bait that you're using. You, you, you right. stop a spinner, it falls and doesn't really spin. <laughs> so <Right. laughs> whereas like if you hold like, like a twitch bait or some kind of rubber or a jerk bait and it just sits there and you give it a little jerk, eh, it's the same thing, but yeah, you know, it, it, it does something. It's not just going to sink. Yeah. That's pretty insane that that was said. 50% of our fish are caught on the figure eight. That's there's so much gray area in that's in that statement. Well, and, and like, okay. So to clarify a little bit, because one thing that like, when, when you look at that stuff, obviously if you're fishing, like, let's just say the shallow water, something like just, I don't know, four or five foot and under, and it might be maybe not weedy. You're not fishing like weeds. You're fishing, I don't know, just to say sandbars, rocks, mm-hmm. something like that, to where you can see the bottom just fine. And when you have a follow, it has like nowhere to go. It can't go down because it's, you know, it's right there at the bottom. Whereas mm-hmm. a lot of times where we're fishing is deep and the fish mm-hmm. are below the bait. But in mm-hmm. these in these shallow, you know, you're casting to a shallow rock hump or a rock island or something like that there is no the the third dimension just isn't as big as where we're typically fishing yeah and and i think that has a lot to do with it yeah i think so too it it comes with you know where where you're fishing yeah so so the fish can't just peel off and just go deep and then look up yeah the fish is like well there's no down, there's no up. I'll go left and right with this thing. Mm-hmm. And I wonder what happened, like, if in the early days of, like, you know, the, like, let's say the Pilgrims started musky fishing, okay? <laughs> they got they got stabbed, didn't they? I mean, they, like, followed in. They were like, hey <laughs> <laughs> With a pitchfork. Right. So, <laughs> they're sp- their their super lines were wool that they had on a spinning wheel. <laughs> so they lasted them up and cut them in half with their very sharp wool. <laughs> well, and then they you know they they recycled a whole bunch of stuff. So they made their obviously they made their own wooden baits and they had their wool super line after they sheared their sheep. Um, <laughs> but they're they're out there and it. <laughs> Obviously, this is not true. But <laughs> <laughs> they're out there fishing from the cargo freighter ship <laughs> yeah. with aqua traction. Yeah. <laughs> what do we have? That one. That one boat. What was that? The pine tree, the evergreen caught in the Sioux Canal. <laughs> what really got that boat unstuck was the Mayflower and the Santa Maria and their sails. <laughs> <laughs> they were there fixing the world's oh, problems. Like... <laughs> oh shit! And... So, anyways, I don't want to alienate anyone, so I'm going to keep picking. There's no pilgrims that listen to this show, so I'm going to continue to use this. The pilgrims are there with their own gear. You know, maybe they invented Saint Croix, and <laughs> so they're there with the first Saint Croix and their wool super lines, and they just so happen to. Like, maybe they were reeling in with, I don't know what they used, like some old wagon wheel. <laughs> <laughs> when they were arguing over what 
what wheel diameter is the best for pulling tens? One person just happened to just couldn't take it no more. And they turned around and their rod tip went in the water. And then they just happened to be like, hey, I look at this. This is kind of a neat thing. I think this is called a number. And they're like, whoa, <laughs> that's that's for the scholars and the and the religious elders. <laughs> and it just so happens a muskie ate while oh. they were doing the forbidden digit. And and that's probably where it started. The forbidden digit. <laughs> the eight. That was that, that was the figure eight. That was its original. <laughs> was the forbidden digit. <laughs> Yeah, when it gets close, you got to do the forbidden digit. <laughs> but they're like, but hold on, what happens if you wouldn't have crossed in the middle? They're like, no, this is how it works. This is how it only works. They're like, couldn't we do as big zero and have it be the same? No. Smack. <laughs> and let it be said, the forbidden digit. <laughs> Dude, that's great history. I know. It's unbelievable. <laughs> now some... we just cracked it, it right there. <laughs> but, okay, so uh, all that dumb rambling that I just did, <laughs> literally. I love the forbidden digit. <laughs> <laughs> Had to sprinkle an aspect of religion in there. <laughs> That's amazing. So, but I mean, really, what happens if like people were just catching him on a big like O or a zero shape, and then it would have just you know been named something else? Was it just you know? Oh god! Like okay, I don't want to go into my college days, but I had a professor, and actually, it was probably one of my best classes in college. And it, and it wasn't it wasn't the class itself; it was the professor. So this class was called Intro to Theater, and don't judge me on this. This was one of the best classes. The, this is a this is a GPA booster. Okay, yes, but here's the great thing about it. Okay, the professor was an amateur comedian, and you look at him, and you're just like, "This is going to be the dumbest class." And I took this off a recommendation for a friend, and I like almost peed my pants several times in this class. <laughs> it was it was great, but he brought up. How like one a a very reasonable explanation about um I'm not saying this is true or not, I don't want to offend anybody, how Native Americans came up with rain dances. And he, okay. he gave this example. I'm not saying it's true or not, whatever, don't crucify me. So he was saying, you know, they were they'd go out, they'd be successful, no big deal. They're doing it, doing it, doing it. All of a sudden they hit a dry spell. And they're like, hey, we haven't caught it. You know, we haven't killed anything. Where's the buffalo? This and that, whatever. And um, they're like, hey, didn't didn't so-and-so over there, you know, do some silly dance around the fire the last time we had a successful thing? And they're like, well, yeah, he did. Well, let's do it again. So they do it again. And coincidentally, they, you know, go and they kill the, you know, very soon after they get food. And and then, you know, they hit another drug spell. Like, hey, don't, hey, let's all do this. And it just keeps building on and on to make this elaborate thing that you, you know, may or may not believe actually aids in an activity. So what really could have happened was, you know, was was it just spin the rod in a circle? And then it just so happened, hey, when you cross it, that's when we caught most of our fish. You know, was it just through some, you know, passed down thing that, hey, let's make it slightly more complicated, and, and that's how we get the fish, and then it just ended up catching on that it, it had to be an eight? Yeah. I... Yeah, I, I, it makes me wonder how that terminology 
came about the figure eight. You know, you kind of just figure eight it. Or, I mean, obviously, it, we, we know where the eight is, like, but... Was it elaborate? Like, somebody was like, the circle is not working. But when I turned it this way... When we crossed... Crisscross, make some jump, jump. Make some jump, jump. On the lore, boom, we caught the fish. Right. What is the history of that? I know I'm not asking Brandon Lilly about it because he knows dog shit about the, the saying. <laughs> I'm sure. <laughs> Shout out to Brandon Lilly. Big love. But uh, <laughs> I'm like wondering where Brandon Lilly came in on this. Well, this figure eight, you know? Oh, the, I'm thinking, I'm like, I don't think I remember him talking about the actual thing, but now I, the brand, I get it. But Yeah, the brand. I, mean, I, I was I thinking know. the literal. I was still in pilgrim terms. <laughs> you were still... <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, we're flash forward to here. But um, yeah, the figure eight. How did that like that name come out? I love the forbidden number. The forbidden digit. The forbidden digit. Yeah, that's like way cool. Cooler. I'm going to actually use that <laughs> from now on. We should We should troll Brandon. And make shirts. We should call it the forbidden <laughs> digit and call forbidden. it FD instead of F8. <laughs> <laughs> like just make up something real cool, like a, a, a quick like pitch of a. And a you have like a logo. pilgrim hat and like a Bible or like, something. Hey, you're in. Uh, you're in sales for for clothing. What do you think about this? We're not looking to be direct competition or anything, but. What do you think about this logo? <laughs> be wonderful. Be a Quaker. Fall. Fall. <laughs> Fall fishing and figure eights. Make sure you do them. The forbidden. Yes. Oh well. I, I hope I hope that like Somebody's we don't forget listening. that story. Yeah. <laughs> well, how it's, it on, came it's on tape now. It is. It's not like I go back and listen to them. <laughs> I know he needs it. But that one we 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 might have to. There were so many different. There were so many different scenarios happening in my my head that like all could have been like a Family Guy thing. <laughs> it's kind of like that one time. Yeah. <laughs> to the crazy. Peter Copter. The Hindu Peter. I haven't. I haven't been on the show in like a month and I feel like so much stuff has happened in a bad way. Well, and I had like all these great stories uh, about mishaps and stuff like that. And let me ask you this, because, you know, this is not the first time in this conversation, one prior to the show. And now um, is, is sleep becoming more difficult? Um, it's just becoming more fast. <laughs> so know? that's a polite way of saying I'm getting less yeah. of it. <laughs> yeah. You sleep what fast. I used to, what I used to do in seven hours, I now do in four. Yeah. My eyes are bloodshot. <clears throat> I had somebody the other day that was like, You look tired. I was like, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> of course. Was, Let me um, show you this. Yeah, this awesome alarm clock I got. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I was like, and I didn't say that, but then I was just like, "Thank you, thank you very much." And it's a good tired. I did, ha- I did have a baby, 
And, um, man, it was the coolest thing in the world. He's just, the, it's just, it's the coolest thing in the world. I can't, anybody that has one knows that feeling. But, oh, man, I did just like, did, come out, they look like you and stuff. It's just crazy, man. And he's like starting to re- like focus in his eyes on things. He's like picking up. Probably fan, just big giant. Pretty, like, yeah, I look like probably a monster. Well, just, yeah, probably still blurry, just shapes and some basic movements. And yeah, but it's been good. I just am t- I am tired. That's it. Yes, I'm exhausted all the time. Always tired. If if things go good, it's going to last. Your, your, your sleep is going to be affected six months. If it's bad, you'll approach two years. Yeah, I think we got we have we have really uh, we're very attentive with them, and we're ready for the next change. Um, because once you get something down, I just know these things. These babies, they grow fast. Next thing will be teeth. And he'll be screaming like a crazy man. Well, prior so, to and- that, what the, like the big thing is going to be is, um, so you have baby schedule stuff that changes just just as the baby grows, but then you also have adult things that change, and some adult things that change that never affected me nearly as much until I had kids was daylight savings. Yeah, that's that's approaching. That is approaching. You, all, you've always been a huge advocate for that. I always like it getting darker because I know. Um, with it getting darker sooner, I can get those kids into bed quicker, mm-hmm. but it's also, um, excellent, an excellent excuse to not do anything and be lazy. And that's great for very young children. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, not there yet. I'll hit it next year maybe, but it's been awesome. Just freaking awesome stuff. I don't want to make it a baby podcast, but not when we have pilgrims rolling. Exactly. But I, uh, I'm just tired. So things are happening because I'm tired. That's right. And I, I care a lot less about things because I'm tired. Yes. For example. So I was like, (laughs) Ooh, it's fall. That means big baits, big wind, big fish, big rubber. Fall fatties. Yes. And so I was like, I'm going to experiment these uh, with these new offshore planer boards. So there's an uh, the OR-18, I think, is what you know we would use for walleyes and, and small baits on muskies and stuff like that. Little inlines, they're called OR-18s uh, from offshore. The ones up from that are OR-37s. I have no idea why it's 37. Why couldn't they just dump Because it's slightly more than double. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Maybe. I don't That's know. That's what I was Why can't it be 36? But whatever. Um, I had a hor- horrible experience with them. So we were, uh, we had some like s- severe, just like big blow days up on Chautauqua Lake. And it, it really was blowing in such a way where you were, I was limited to where I could go. And there was big chop on the water. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to use these bigger boards because, you know, the bigger board should be able to pull out farther and handle the waves. 
I mean, I would just think that, right? Yeah, it would make sense, especially based off of the fact that it's more than double. It's more than double, 37. So I have, nothing is wrong with the board. I adjusted some some lead on it uh, to make it run uh, how I wanted it to run in these waves. But I put them out and I was with these clients and I'm looking at them the whole time. And it almost looks like my rod's going to break in half. There was so much tension on the from this board pulling it. I'm just like, you know, it's not something that ocularly I'm I'm used to looking at because I'm used to looking at the smaller boards and stuff like that. And uh, these these uh, rods just have incredible stress on them. And again, I'm exhausted. Well, so I make this turn into the waves. And I hear like, uh, 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 and I'm like, oh, it just, just buried a little bit. It's doing its job out there. And uh, I go like, I don't know, five more minutes. I hear it again. I look back. Everything's good. Well, it happens a third time. And the whole board is just gone. I have no idea where I went. It clearly unclipped from the line. And I had it configured perfectly wrapped around brand new pads on the little red clips, the uh, beefed up front clips. The thing was gone. I was tired and this was new and I was trying it out and I didn't even go and look for the damn thing. I was just like, screw this. It is surprising (laughs) how hard it is to find a planer board that comes off. Dude, it was crazy. I found big double and triple boards floating in the middle of Lake Erie. And you're mm-hmm. like, how could you have lost that? And then I go and lose one. And I'm like, well, I didn't even know when it fell out. Yeah. They're not easy to come by. You think, you know, when you think of inline planer boards, you think of the color yellow, you think of orange or a hint of red. I mean, that stuff generally stands out. If it's on the backside, you're going to see bright white styrofoam. Mm-hmm. but I couldn't find the dang thing. It had like the water was dark at points, algae filled. You had white cap crests, um, and then the sun would hit it occasionally. So it had this like golden brownish yellow hue to the water. And I was just like, Mm-mm, not doing it. Don't care. And I honestly contemplated on just throwing the other one in. And I was like, well, that would be blatantly littering. Well, I shouldn't do that. You know, you you do owe a certain sacrifice to the lake. It's she, true. She takes what she needs. <laughs> she <laughs> definitely took the wrong item there because it is trash. Uh, <laughs> now, for, you're for saying it's I trash because it pulled so hard that it ripped itself off the line. Our product is so good that it will it will lose itself for you. <laughs> Dude, I'm sure they work. Maybe you just... shouldn't have been doing it in like three foot swells. <laughs> well, that was the point. The bigger board, dude. <laughs> here we go. We don't run away from the storm. We run to it here at, you know, <laughs> X Tackle Company. The... Well, I ran right to it and got annihilated. Okay, well, and... let, let's talk about another poor product. Not that I'm saying offshore boards are poor, but let, let's <laughs> talk not, about one that I mean, actually use, is poor. I use them all the time. Let's I flash back. Time. To like 
one of the first podcasts. It might it was in the it was in the first three. Remember the story of the Paul's planer boards that I had. I oh, think we went fishing hilarious. with them out on Erie. <laughs> they were horrible. They couldn't even in, pull in, themselves in, out. In flat calm. Flat calm. <laughs> I would have been better off with a coot than that. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Which is I, essentially a planer board. I still have them. I, I don't feel that that wood is worthy to even heat my house. <laughs> I actually, I modified them. I put like aluminum rudders on the bottom in an attempt to get him to pull. And I just said, screw it. It's not worth it. And I made a set of boards that did what I wanted. Yeah. you, And you still have them to this day. I still have them. Well, I have the one original. Um, I had to make a new one for this year. Oh, yeah. Um, I can't say that it got a lot of action because it sucked for me this this thing, but like going back to those Paul planer boards. And it, like I said, anyone wants to hear the story of this. It's like podcast two or three or something like that. Um, way back in the archives, thinking back on that whole, that whole deal. And it just brings back like this long journey. Oh, I, dude, you were, you I were got so them from dead setting to try to get those to work, but I got those from Grizzly Gary outdoors in Warren and the reason I got those was because we had baits in his shop, which his shop was a hole in the wall because he, he thought that it would be like instant money, but he wouldn't put anything in inventory. So he was li- literally running off of mealworms and minnow sales. Mm. And, and I'm like, this isn't a decent spot. So you're halfway local. I'll put some baits in here, but it was all on consignment. So when I'd go down and surprise him, I'd be like, all right, it's time for inventory check. <laughs> Don't cash this check. <laughs> Give me a week. And I'm like, how can how can this literally be when you should just separate this out? It's not that hard. And and then I'm just like, you know, it might just be better for me to remove product from his store in exchange. Mm-hmm. And that's how I got those was I took them. I mean, it was, hey, take this off on what you owe me because I know that I'm not going to get it any other way. <sighs> Dude, we we got screwed. Doubly. Doubly. And I I had to do the same thing down at uh, another place by Pama Tuning. I'm not going to talk as... uh, I'm just... That one was was not as good um, as as a turnout. But needless to say, getting your foot in the door on a consignment deal, that was one of the stepping stones. I'm not saying it's, it's what, like, launched everything... But it was in the beginning things. You you kind of have to go through those, you know those those yeah, growing pains. To, Take your lumps and yeah, of not getting paid. Yes, of putting product out there and hoping that they're not going to rob you blind. <laughs> when they're like, no, my my sheet says I sold two, not all of them. Well, <laughs> someone's responsible for these. Well, I'm going to lunch. <laughs> I'm just going to set these planner boards here. I'm not going to say I see them. Right. But if somebody takes them, I'm not going to care. Wink, wink. Yeah. So anyways, looking back on these little stores, and I love the little stores. I tried everything I could. That store was then sold to another guy, and um, Darren Freeborough. And he turned that store into something like a really cool place. He packed the shelves. He put it upstairs. 
he had some neat things and it was it was called animalistics outdoors and he had the stuff and he he didn't like i'm not doing this consignment stuff i'm just gonna go ahead and we're gonna put this out there and so he bought it all at wholesale which was great and then he's like hey i got some ideas how about how about you guys come down and do a seminar we'll have like a fishing day thing and he's like you know maybe if it worked out it would be great if you uh took people down and do like live river de- demos for this stuff. I'm like, okay, great. That would be cool. And I got Todd on board with it. So it was going to be me and Todd doing these seminars. And I'm like, this, this is kind of a neat thing. And at the time we had a person, I, I am not going to even hint at anything who thought that thought bigger of themselves than, than, uh, than they actually were. And they were all excited about this seminar that, they were telling us he's going to be bringing at least like 50 people. And I'm like, are you sure? He goes, I'm, I'm bringing them. This, this is the best thing ever. It's not that far from Chautauqua. We're going to pack this place. So I tell him, Darren, I'm like, hey, Darren, make sure you have chairs. And he's like, why? I'm like, listen, this this could be bigger than you think. And he's all excited. And like five people showed up. And the guy oh, that wow. was going to bring all these people, no showed. Wow. And it was just, I don't want to say it was a complete failure, but we had like giveaways planned, like, like the raffle tickets to where, you know, everyone that was there can have their name on it. And, you know, if you, you know, something like that, just like a giveaway kind of deal. And like, do you know how foolish you feel when you're like, all right, one of you five guys are going to be lucky. (laughs) Oh my God. Dude, I remember that now. And you were not happy after that. No. And and it just, it, it led up to me eventually just like saying this I'm, I'm i'm through with this and i had to block that person from my phone so no text mm-hmm. or calls could come through and it wasn't mm-hmm. just due to that it was due to a whole lot of other stuff but mm-hmm. it was one of these things it was just like you look at these little stores that are struggling and you're like man we're trying to everything we can and you just can't catch a break yeah and, and then unfortunately darren had an untimely death and which was took everyone yeah, was by surprise terrible. and uh that, that that ended it all, and I I, I kind of wish that store was around because that was just a cool little place. They had traps, they had furs, you know, trapping baskets, hunting stuff, just some neat odds and ends, and a little store packed with some really cool stuff. So anyone out there listening, if there's a store like that that I described, by all means, like everything you can do, buy from them, even if it's a buck more. Because ours got taken away by, I'm not even going to explain the circumstances. It, it was it was bad, um, but you know, I actually, I still have a voicemail from him. I won't delete it. That's that's slightly weird, but no, it's not. Um, I mean, it's cool. I, I, I also think I have some text from him. Mm-hmm. And uh, anyways, yeah this this was a. It was a strange thing, but the the Paul's planers that you yes. got from the original from storefront. yeah. We'll see. It, originally, it was called like Allegheny Field and Stream or something like that. Not like the big, you know, the the big store that mm-hmm. was a, a hit for five or six years, and then it got then it got sold to uh, Grizzly Gary, and then it went to Darren. But yeah, that store was big for a couple of years and then they were like, we're not selling guns anymore. And they're like, we're actually selling the whole business because we've made that statement. Pretty much. Yeah. Our parent company has hamstringed us to the point of uh, bankruptcy. Like our entire sales. 
revolves around that, but no, it's gone. But those things were trash. And I remember you giving them such, you gave them way more time than I did. (laughs) I should have donated them to the lake, but do you remember me putting that? I was, I had like a screwdriver and I'm like changing angles and stuff on those aluminum rudders to try to get them to dig deep. And it's just, it was a complete failure. And it it was such a like a letdown. He even put like twenty feet of line out on it. And and the letdown didn't end there at the performance. I had to have a conversation with the with the manufacturer on the phone, like this guy out of his garage. Nothing wrong with that because that's where I was at the time. But like he's like, no, everyone run. I've never had one that didn't. And we did yeah. a whole show on it. He's like, he's like, you know. How do you do this? I'm like, well, you know, go up here. It's going to be weedy. I don't like cleaning weeds. Well, then you're not going to catch fish. Well, I'm going to stay down here where there's no weeds. How do I catch them here? Um, I'm sorry, (laughs) sir, but you're going to (laughs) struggle. Yeah, what wasn't the, was not the best customer service. I remember that. Arguing with the customer on a basic question. Oh, well. (laughs) What are you going to do? Yeah, but I, uh, I love my offshores. I just, the big, the big ones are not there for me. D- try them like not in 30 foot seas. This is what they're meant for. What, what did, what were you pulling with them? Big baits. <laughs> big baits, <laughs> big water, big waves, big wind, like, big letdown. Like DKs and perch baits and stuff. <laughs> Why? <laughs> Dude, I read it in an article once. Oh, my God. About the fall. <laughs> big stuff. Big stuff. Did they talk about the forbidden digit? <laughs> they did. That's, in fact, how you get big ones. Yeah, I, I'd like, you know, like I said, I'm tired. I I so know not, I've been so I'm there. Not firing on, I'm not firing on everything. Uh, <laughs> Obviously, I mean with this like, with those catchphrases <laughs> like that, <laughs> I'm not firing on uh, everything. I've completely, I've completely re- like regressed in musky fishing. <laughs> I've gone from like professional guide down to like complete idiot and not knowing physics. <laughs> or or to finish sentences. <laughs> <laughs> that too. Let me ask you this. Where do the where do the uh the the pack of dogs rank now? Are they still high up on the ladder? To me they are. I think that's why I'm also like very tired. Cuz I've been like full-fledged on so, the other four. So the other half is pretty much like listen, this is this one's priority. You deal with the other four. It's understandable though, because you know if you don't pay attention to it, it'll freaking die. You know, <laughs> and that one will send you to prison. Exactly, unless you're Mike Vick. But <laughs> I haven't, I haven't like regressed that much. But I just tested something, and I didn't have any patience for it, and I wasn't going to stop the charter to go and get this like whatever it is, sixty dollar board. I was like, screw it. It's gone. I'm not. This lesson that life threw at me was well worth the price of admission. (laughs) 
And then I remember at the end of the day, I threw it in my splash well and okay. took off. And I was like, if it falls out, it falls out. I really don't care. If the sea takes it, it takes it. Yeah. The other one, the, you know, the, right. the one that I, yeah. <laughs> I just, I, I can't get them to work good. I don't know. I just went back to what I, what I knew. And Four and so a half I, miles an hour in two to three footers pulling a perch bait. Man, I just can't figure out the keys to success on this one. <laughs> <laughs> Who would have thought Dude. that it'd come off Dude. the line? It worked, man. It worked on my little ones. It didn't work on the big ones. Friggin' worked. Did you do it prior to kids or after kids? After. <laughs> how I about, mean, every, how, all these bad things are after. I mean, that's why I had like the bad idea of trying it again on a smaller board. And how did you that know, turn out? But it actually worked. Okay. It was like, hooray, victory. Are you and saying that it worked? It's probably just straight behind the boat along with the other ones. You just had 30 or 40 extra feet of line and you never tangled. That's absolutely what it was. The board's back there flopping like a sheep head on Lake yeah. Erie. Flopping, I might have, I might as well just use like stern planers when I was doing that, you know? You should have. But I think if you're going to like up your boards to that, you might as well just run a mass system. Because these things are as big as like the pieces of wood, you know, the individual three pieces, right? Or if it's a two-person per- set or whatever, two two piece of wood set. But they're they're that humongous and cumbersome. So I'm like, it's either these little guys, or if you're not going to use them, just make the jump to the mast. The thing with the mast, I, and I, I don't think people quite understand this. It changes how you drive the boat. It is it is a difficult thing to maneuver. Okay, explain. Because the, the, the front end of the boat, it has like brakes put on it. And if you turn real sharp, like if you turn real sharp with, with an inline, it could just sit there and, you know, do whatever. But if you turn real sharp with uh, like a, like a mass system, you're gonna take all. You're gonna take the wire right over your head, hitting <laughs> rods and stuff, and, and you have to anticipate that this is like a semi that takes wide right turns. <laughs> Tell me you've done that before. Oh, I've done some horrible things with boards, and that's why I've like I've gotten good was because I failed so many times. <laughs> I ha- I was finally getting it. I was I was on Presque Isle Bay in Erie, not in. Wisconsin. And I'm like, all right. I had Kara who at the time was my girlfriend. And I'm like, Hey, we're going to, this was kind of like fallish. We're like, Hey, let's try to catch a steelhead or a walleye. I really didn't know what I was doing. I had a small boat and it wasn't wavy. So I get the, I get the boards out on the mast of the 14 foot Monarch. I had the 25 on it and I'm going along. I'm like, Hey, this is working three lines aside. This is great. What I didn't anticipate was that like marker buoy 
that was going right for the middle of the mass line. And there's like, well, there's no stop in this show. And it hits it and snaps the line. And it just, there goes all the releases. And there's like, they were all offshore releases. So there's like 50 bucks gone. And the Not lines are all tangled because they hit a buoy. And then my boards just, just decides to take a hard left because it was the left-handed <laughs> board I'm like well hold on while i try to reel in this other side and clear these lines and then go fetch the board that is just drifting aimlessly <laughs> those clips don't float either dude. no they go right to the bottom right oh uh, dude yeah i had some planer board issues with that and just completely like brain farted on him. <sighs> tired man, just tired. But yeah. we're still catching fish, which is good, you know. Yeah, zombie man out there. That's that's the way it is. And then, so my prop sheared in half. Talk talk about that because I never got the backstory. I just got a picture of a a four blade that that uh. Just went trans to a three. Mm-hmm, absolutely, it was weird. So, like on the, on the build up to that charter, uh, it was a couple couple days booked with the uh, same individuals, and uh, they know me pretty well, and they know that things break and and uh, stuff like that. And I was like, well, something's going to happen soon. It's beginning to be that time of year where my kicker blows up or I lose a prop or something. Um, the next day after I said that we put in, this is actually the day right prior to going to uh, deliver the baby. And so we get in the boat, start the engine, come out of the no wake and take off. From so I'm taking off. I trim it all the way up and uh, heading to where I want to fish. And all of a sudden, it just starts to, it sounds like I am, uh, I'm cavitating. So now I'm, I'm over revving. And I'm like, what the heck is that? That's a weird sound. Maybe I just like, you know, hit, Picked hit, up a wave. hit a wave or something. I don't know. And it's my boat's out of the water for some reason. So I trim back down. When I trim back down, I just heard this big, like, clunk, 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 clunk. I was like, holy crap. And I just came right off the plane. And I had it in, like, just just gear to go forward. And the whole boat was vibrating tremendously. I was like, that is bad. I'm like, wow. This is very, very bad, people not good and uh so i don't know what's going on because i trimmed the boat i thought at first i lost the lower unit Mm -hmm. something like that and so i trim up and i still see that um it's there and i still see about when i trim all the way up i can see about like half of my prop you know the other blades are in the water about halfway out of the water and i'm like okay I don't know what's going on. 
you know, it's maybe it's, it, 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 it never sound like the motor missed or anything, you know, it just was over rev and then boom, what's done. So I'm like, let's just kick her motor back into the, the dock and take this thing out of the water. So I'm not, I'm not thinking about it all day. We can still fish. We have a motor. We can still go and do this. Uh, so we put it back up on the trailer. And as soon as I pulled it out, I, you know, had a four blade. It was now a three blade. And I was like, well, there's that. I have to change props, which I don't have on me right now. You used to always carry two or three in the truck. I used to, yes. And you probably That's took a- them out the night before. <laughs> I switched trucks around so many times this year. It's been screwed up, but, um, so you, you had a spare prop in like the garage or something, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Three still have three. <laughs> and, uh, so what do you so think happened back, we, to that blade? Well, we got back on the water and, and, and fished. I think now, History would say I hit something, right? You had to hit something. You would think, but there should be evidence on on at least one other blade. And there's not. And I thoroughly inspected that thing. I'm like, there's not a scratch on this thing. What is going on? But where it's cut is so, it's wild. It's not like a chip off the top or anything like that. It's very close to, what would you call that? The base of the prop? Yeah, I, I'd call it almost like, yeah, near the, I want to say the hub, but it's it's the center of it. You know, the, I was going to say hub or base, yeah, the center of it, the circular thing. And uh, it's so close to that, and it's just sheared right off. So, it like, the only thing that could do that is, like, a lightsaber. I mean, clearly, there's either a Jedi or a Sith down in there. Absolutely. But, so... It, it was weird. So I, I inspected that. I think it's like it was may, might have been bad stainless. Is there some? It, can something like that actually happen? Well, I mean, if something actually did happen, that's that's the the result there. But uh, I mean, those are cast. Um, you know, some props. I don't think Mercury's is this way, but they'll they'll take you know the uh, and they'll weld the blades on, and then they kind of grind them grind them to fit, but I think Mercury does a casting and then they do a polish on there. So there could have been some kind of, you know, inclusion or impurity or something at the wrong spot, but that was the same prop that you've had all season, right? Absolutely. Yeah. It'd just be weird that it would happen then. Mm-hmm. I agree. And uh, in, in when I was inspecting that cut, some of the metal was like shiny and some of it was like dark and looked like decayed almost. Does that make any sense? Have you ever seen something like that? Yeah. So like when we, when we get stuff at work that comes in, that's cracked. I mean, it's it's, a lot of the times it's steel and you know, it's obvious to see that, Hey, there's been a crack here for a while because Mm -hmm. you'll see like a rusty, you know, corrosion type thing. And then you'll see a clean, clean base and you're like, yeah, whatever this was, this has been broken for a while. It just finally failed. Okay. I was thinking about that too, that 
you know, the, there might have been something pre-existing there that, that happened. Um, and I just wasn't aware of it. But, yeah, I mean, I mean there, there could have been a crack and it just finally, finally mm-hmm. gave up. It's a, uh, you know, we went through all these like different hypotheticals, like, uh, you know, somebody at my camp backed into it. It's like a ball, uh, like a hitch ball, something like that. But I just think it was, there might've been like a, a small little hairline fracture in it. And then it just failed, like you said, but when it happened, man, I mean, that was, that was a really crazy, um, feeling on the water. I thought that thing's spinning so fast, you know, right. And it hit, it hit, you could see where it hit the, uh, what, what's over top of the prop? Well, common term is the uh, cavitation plate, but the real term is the anti-ventilation plate. Okay. That's what it hit, and it chipped it, like, decently. My God, I, I'm glad it wasn't anything else, you know? Like, went through the hall or... Yeah, I mean, so probably, like, what ended up happening is it kind of separated... And it was kind of there dangling a little bit. And then what might have really knocked it off was one good hit mm-hmm. off the actual casting of your lower unit. Yeah. Yeah, that was crazy. I've had that blow up on me now. I've had a flywheel go on me. Um, a starter. Not starter. this year. Uh, what's that? What was the the other thing? The uh, Bendix gear? On the starter. Yeah. Well, then there's also, I think there was a mount that cracked or something on a starter. Yeah. Um, but that one was, this, that one was the worst one. My worst experience. Like, I was like, Ew. it just didn't seem safe. Mm-hmm. You know, I did not like that at all. But I think that happened. I, I think that there's also a, a story that should be told, um, I'll, I'll lead it off. Okay, so I, I received a text to you to from you uh, to the effect of, how do you think a ridgeline would pull a 2080? Me- oh, yeah. Meaning that I had a, uh, my, my current vehicle is a Honda Ridgeline. And um, <laughs> I'm sitting here, like, I look at that and I, my brain goes into, okay, what is the meaning behind this? Is he... <laughs> Did, does he need to borrow my truck? And this is one way to break the ice. Um, is he saying that uh, I'm going to be the owner of his boat because he needs to sell it? <laughs> and uh, come to find out all of that stuff was incorrect. Do you want to tell oh, us man. why you were asking about how a Honda Ridgeline would pull your boat? Yes. Uh, so some months ago, this actually happened in the beginning of September where I, I noticed there was a huge problem going on in my truck and I haven't had the best of luck with this thing, but so it's summer. I'm doing, you know, like 14 hour shifts on the water. So you start early and you end when it's dark. And naturally my truck is completely black. It's tinted, all that stuff. I can't see inside my truck when I'm backing up. It's terrible. It's a very dumb idea, but I keep doing these things. Um, <laughs> we make our own prisons, but go ahead. Yes. Um, so now it's 
my first charter that I don't have an evening to do. And I feel like, you know, just like a free man. I'm like, you know, cue the celebration song. It's 530. Yeah. Come on. on. Five o'clock. I'm like ready to go. And uh, like, I got all this time. I'm going to go to the gym. I'm going to relax. I'm going to get this stuff washed. I'm going to fix things. I look in my back seat and it's like, it smells musty and I can see just the, because it's light, light out. I can see this big watermark on my headliner. It goes from the back all the way up to like where my head would be when I'm driving. And clearly your first thought is not like, how did I spill things in my (laughs) anti-gravity truck? (laughs) (laughs) It was not that. I, I mean, I immediately thought I was like, okay, the back window's probably leaking. I forgot to close it when I was fighting the bees. So yes, and then I immediately thought like this probably this probably happened and wasn't fixed when the tree fell on me or something like that. And then I was like, hell, I can make it through the season, no problem. And the day passes. And like I have severe rain, and then I look in my back seat, and it's like very wet. I was like, "Well, this this problem did not fix itself like I thought it would." Yes, yes, this is something that is beyond gorilla tape repair. Um, and this is flex seal level stuff. So yeah, <laughs> I was like, I don't know if. I was like, man, I, I wonder if this is going to be covered under warranty or insurance claims. I better take some pictures. And, uh, you know, get some evidence that this is actually happening. There's a leak somewhere. So I was like, I know what I'll do. I'll go to the car wash and just see where, you know, a little, <laughs> couple couple drips are coming in, you know. So I go to one of these touchless car washes. I pull the truck in. You know, it does its, like, couple little circles with, you know, some nice, like. A very gentle stuff. mist. <laughs> yes. Nice, like very nice soap and all this stuff and you get some blue and pink lights going on and all this stuff. And then all of a sudden the, uh, the power washers come out and they start blasting the soap off. Well, when that happened, it was like a waterfall from passenger to driver's side all along the back pouring into my truck. And all I could do was sit there and watch it. I couldn't pull forward. Because it had the stop sign up. There's no, like, emergency stop thing on those. Like, I I didn't want to get out and then just get completely blasted by water. And run into, like, (laughs) the big foam brushy spinny arms. Absolutely, yeah. I was like, this is very bad. I just got to sit here and eat this right now. And I have, like, a three-minute long video of just... It looked like a rap video back there. Because you didn't buy the $3 wash. You bought the $15 wash. Oh, heck yeah. <laughs> Undercoat protectant. But the Wax. thing is, is at least you're shampooing the inside, so it's <laughs> you're actually getting a really good value at this point. <laughs> it was bad. It was bad, dude. I, I, like, like I said, it was like a waterfall that would be put in from like the uh, show Pimp My Ride with Exhibit. You remember that? <laughs> like, yeah, and we also hooked you up with this waterfall dog. And it's like, oh, shit. Like, something that makes no sense to be in a car. Well, remember, but... okay, not to hijack. I remember, like, 
I don't know, 2002 to 2005, the big thing in like all the rap videos was there's a PlayStation in your car. Like it's Absolutely. super, it's super convenient. Like a PS one. We're not talking about like a PS two or anything yeah. better. This was like basically sharing the same level as Atari. And absolutely, yeah. You could get your Tony Hawk Pro Skater on, pretty much right in the, in the yeah. back seat. Doctor Dre and Snoop Dogg blaring in the background. Mm-hmm. Hold up. Mm-hmm. Yes, wild, wild stuff. That's what was happening in my back. And it looked like a video because all those flashing lights and stuff, like a rap video. Oh my God, <laughs> damn. So that all happened. So there goes my free time. Okay, so like, what, what do you have to do with the truck? Well. You call the dealer or the insurance I, company? How did, what was the next step? Okay, so. Or, called, or a lawyer. I called three dealers in the area. I was like, hello, I need a truck. Mine is leaking. And they're like, yeah, I got to call you back. I'm swamped here. Click. And I'm like, hmm, okay. I'll try the next one. Same thing. Try to present it. They're like, we're really busy here. We don't have any cars. I might be able to get you in in 2023. And I was like, okay, this is not good. So I have to call the original dealer down in Pittsburgh. And they were like, We'll get you in, but you got to be here tomorrow night. And I'm like, my God, you need to knock three times quick. Two second break. Knock once. Yes. Jiggle the doorknob. Yes. (laughs) I was, uh, yeah. And it it just wasn't going to happen. You know, because I had to work, had all these other things going on. And then I got to make a two and a half hour drive it's essentially past Pittsburgh to drop this truck off. But that's my only way out. It's the only people that would respond to me. And it turns out that it would have been covered under warranty work. And they didn't need the video. So I just soaked the inside of my car for no reason. Well, good. I mean, yeah, I mean, you- you should post that up and just have <laughs> have some overlaying <laughs> rap tunes to it. It was it was bad, dude. So I got I got rid of that. Did you get rid of Makes the truck, sense. or did you get it fixed? Oh, it got I got it fixed. Okay. Hey, the the rap tune that you need to put over it is the, is the number one hip hop song going right now. Do you know what, what is that, that is? No. Let's go, Brandon. Oh, I love that. <laughs> that's something like it hit number one on the charts or something for, for something. It could be some, something obscure, but anyways, go ahead. God, I love it. Um, but yeah, so, uh, my parents have a car. Okay. So I end up a, a small truck. It's a Ridgeline. No kidding. And they are up at Chautauqua Lake at their house. And I was like, Hey, could you do me a favor? Can we switch trucks and you just drive this one back to Pittsburgh for me and get it to the dealer? Because if not, I'm going to be asked. And they were like, sure. If not, the, like, the baby's going to have a skating rink back there come yeah. fall and winter. <laughs> yes. I was like, just, just do this for me. If it rains, you should probably pull over because the cabin will fill. 
Um, and they Just... were like, yeah, sure. But the problem was like, what was when I was trying to micromanage all this stuff, I was like, man, this boat's like really heavy. Uh, and of course you look up, you know, your towing capacity, 5,000 pounds. I estimated me being about six. Okay. And I'm like, man, that's like really terrible. I shouldn't do that. And then that's when I got Andy on the line. And I'm like, well, are you towing it short distances? You'll be fine. And I was like, yes. <laughs> 45 minutes home and 45 minutes back. <laughs> <laughs> well, I wasn't because I had a. Did I have a third car at that time? Man, I don't know what I was doing. This this is like a month ago. I know. I think I was unhitching and going back every night just to be with Lori. I wanted to make sure she was okay, you know. So I would do the charter, then take it off. But I feel like I had a third <laughs> car at one point too. And then because that's important because uh, essentially what I did, Andy talked me through everything I wanted to hear with reason. I was like, okay, I can do this with this car, this truck. Yep. And uh, essentially, the, it was only feeling the weight of the boat for about a mile and a half round trip from my camp to the boat ramp and back up and down a hill, just baby it. You know, don't friggin' come out of the gates going extremely Yeehaw! fast. You know, none of that stuff. And when I park it, I just put down the trailer jack and went, you know, put it all the way up and it took all the pressure off of that truck. So it it was it was great. And you, and you made the comment that retrieving the boat from the water was actually was a, better. It was it was a lot nicer. It was a lot nicer towing vehicle than my 2,500 size truck. I can tell you that. Because of how cushy it is. I, you just have a better sense of gravity. You know, if there is the slightest bit of weed on there, like on just, the ramp, it's on, on the ramp. Yes. I thought you my, know, my, my, in my ashtray. Yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. But if there's a slight amount of weeds on that ground there, I'm spinning tire to pull out. And it locks everything up. And then, I'll, like, my trailer brakes will engage. And then I, like, have to floor it or either put it in four-wheel drive. And then they disengage. And you hear this, like, big, loud, like, clunk. And you're just like, God, it's terrible. Breaking stuff that I don't understand. Yes. So, like, essentially, I have to put it in four-wheel drive to pull, you know, this boat out of the water every day. And with that little thing, low center, gravity, all-wheel drive, it was just like... And everybody made fun of me for it. Oh, I, I know people make fun of me all the time, but that's yeah. why I, I just I just call it the mighty Honda and roll with it. And then as they see me going by, them, like, hi. Yeah, well, they were, they were like, something hype into your truck. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it did. Something happened to my truck, and I wouldn't like engage conversation with them from there. 
like fuck off you know, oh, oh shit <laughs> you know <laughs> so you just fixed the one curse with the other yeah damn but so yeah i they just made fun of me like and they're sitting there with a big piece of garbage hot steaming pile of garbage kind of a car yeah, I mean, it's real easy to be like, yeah, so so my main tow vehicle went down. This is my backup, and I have two Mercedes sitting in the driveway. Absolutely. So, and that's, that's how, facts. <laughs> but I just how, I would much rather... How, how is your F primary off. vehicle? <laughs> yeah, F off. But, yeah, everybody talked talk crap on that little ridge line and The little engine hate, that could. I hate trucks, and... I think I've said that many times on the show. They're just not comfortable to drive and they're big and stupid and trees fall on you and deer run out and hit you and try to kill you. <laughs> and you slide and into ditches sideways. I slide into ditches <laughs> sideways. And, uh, but that ridge line, that midsize was comfortable. It was quiet and it was, it was very, it was a nice drive. To and from the ramp. When you when thing. you take the trailer off, it drives very much like a car. Absolutely. And that that is so. I I recently had to have a uh, a I had three major decisions in my life uh, two weeks ago, <laughs> and and they all involved a lot of money. Um, number one was what was I going to do. With my deer. Was I going to Euro or shoulder mount? That was a big one. That's a big life choice. Number two was, um, were we going to be dropping a quarter mil on a brand new CNC at work or not? Um, that was another one. Big. Big. And the third one was, well, not as big as the second one. Um, do I, A, put new tires on the ridgeline or B, buy a new truck the um oh the, the whole the whole thing leading up to it like in 2019 um 2017 i put a new set of tires on the truck and i i was told myself and i told a lot of people this is the last set of tires i'm putting on this truck <laughs> and it was the first set i mean other than the original ones yeah well i was looking at the tires and in pennsylvania you need to get your car inspected for safety to be allowed to drive it on the road for another year. And I'm looking at these tires and I'm like, man, I'm probably, I'm on the borderline. I know that it would probably pass, but is it really the smart thing to do for what? Maybe buy a new truck in the spring, you know, but is it going to yeah, be, is like, it going like to be any better? I, lo I love that analogy. Ride it out, you know, through the hard times, which is winter around here. Right. It's pretty crappy all year round, you know, because like, like I'm like road conditions wise. So I pretty much said if I can get it through the winter of, of 2020 20 to 21, I'm like, I'll, I'll be on easy street all summer. And then mm -hmm. it gets closer to fall. And I'm like, I got to get my truck inspected. And the the guy's like, listen, your backs, you know, have when was the last time you rotated? And because you, you put the backs on the front, you know, we do a rotation. You'll probably be good. I'm like, well, probably isn't the same as a brand new set of tires. Anyone that's ridden a, on a nice new set of tires knows there's you feel fewer. Like you can conquer anything. Yes, there's few things that feel better, other than mm -hmm. a brand new vehicle. And mm -hmm. I'm like, okay, great. So then I kind of narrowed down to the vehicle that I was looking to get, mm 
and it's like impossible to get. And I'm like, well, what the heck am I going to do? So I'm floating around like essentially $300,000 worth of decisions and that I needed to make in a couple days. Mm-hmm. And I just pretty much said, you know what? I'm not going to sit here and try to find this truck. I, the last thing I need is to buy a new truck, have issues with it. Cause you know, when you buy a new vehicle, I don't care what brand it is. You will run into some kind of warranty issue fairly quickly. And then hearing some of these cars getting parked on the lot saying, yeah, uh, it's going to be three months before we get this part. Have you seen mm-hmm. the pilgrims out in the ocean? They're pirating all these <laughs> ships and stealing the aqua traction. They are out there. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like, you know what? I know my truck's going to be fine. If there's anything that ever went wrong with it, which really hasn't, I can mm-hmm. probably go to any advanced auto or whatever auto zone and get the part and put it on myself. So I'm not mm-hmm. going to be dead in the water. Screw it. I'll spend the thousand bucks on tires. So I ended up spooning on a new set of tires. But Good choice. Michelins? The same Michelins that, that we've been getting. Yeah, they're the bomb. They, they they are not a really aggressive tread and people like that like like, huh? I'm like, I've never had a tire go so good in the snow that's also quiet and nice on the highway in the summer. Absolutely. So And I get it now why sometimes a lot of people tow with like big suburbans. Mm-hmm. You know, like very, very large SUVs that drive like a car. Mm-hmm. And it looks weird, kind of, in my opinion. It does. Because it's not a truck. Mm-hmm. You think of tow vehicle utility, boat behind it. Um, but they are 10 times more comfortable than I am. Yeah. When they're towing. And and throw throw me in throw me in that same situation. I tow five hundred miles a year, maybe. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the other whatever ninety five hundred miles a year, I'm just driving around smiling. Mm-hmm. Nice cushy Sugar. ride, good traction. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I hate trucks. They're overpriced. They're good for working on the farm hauling crap but daily drivers not good yeah and essentially switch them into four-wheel drive Mm -hmm. you know it could be too late yeah all that power is into that those rear wheels and then you just go spinning and it's it's lighter in the back yes yeah i not not good not good and you know you, you you get a little heavy with the throttle the tires spin once the, the treads packed up and now you got no traction that's exactly what happens people love trucks though they're like hell yeah i got this is from 1997 i got three hundred thousand miles on hell yeah yeah i've I'm only like, replaced the tranny twice and yeah i've rebuilt the engine 30 block chevy i'm just like <laughs> what i'm like dude I don't care. I could care less what you're saying right now. And by, like my opinion on my own truck, it is the biggest piece of shit in the world. <laughs> it is a piece of shit. I hate the thing. If I didn't, if I didn't have to tow a boat and friggin' use it as for a work vehicle, then I wouldn't be driving the thing. This, I was like, this thing is a huge piece of shit. Some people were like, Oh, look, it's a nice looking rim. Now granted it, it does look nice. 
but it's a giant piece of shit. Would you like to, if I throw you these keys, do you want to take it around the block and try not to scream when you run out? <laughs> Would you like to like subtly pull away from somewhere? Well, that's not going to happen because the, if you tap the gas, it's like... As the tires are squealing <laughs> and leaving 3,000 miles worth of tread at every stop sign. Like, would you like to, like, uh, you know... Fill this tank pull... for me? Yeah, that too. Like, you, this isn't something you need to, like, sneak into your house at the end of the night. Like, oh, it's been a long day. I'm not going to wake up the wife and you come in. <laughs> Dogs go crazy. Like, barking all over the place. I'm like, I'm just going to come in and sit on the couch because everybody's asleep. And it's so... <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love this thing. <laughs> You're making me really appreciate my decision right now. Oh yeah. Dude. I was I was looking at a uh a GMC with that little diesel they have. I think the, uh they have a those, three liter. What are they is it a mid size? No, it's a full size. All right. A full size with like a little three liter diesel, and I'm sure there's people that are like just rolling their eyes right now. Mm-hmm. I mean, but I watched some videos and did some research, and I'm like, you know what this this is like the best thing going. Some of those folks are getting in the low thirty mile per gallon unloaded. Yeah, and I'm like, hey, thirty's better than my eighteen to twenty two. But here's something. Here's the thing about diesel. And like some cons, you got to find a gas station that has diesel, right? Yep. Obviously. And, uh, it always, it seems like it always competes with the gas prices. It might fluctuate throughout the year where it is a little bit cheaper, something like that. It's usually about a buck more expensive. Now it's more, yeah, it's more expensive, but so I pulled into this gas station that has a diesel fill up. The left is ethanol free. The right pump is diesel. Yellow hands. Yes. I'm sitting there for a long time. And I actually am looking something up right now. Cause this was crazy. Um, there was a small sedan car putting that yellow handle into their gas tank. Okay. Hey, this comes up. This checks out. It was a Volkswagen uh, Passat. Okay. And Little they were turbo diesel. In diesel. It. Use Volkswagen Passat with diesel engine for sale. So they they have diesels in them. Some of them did, yeah. I couldn't believe it. Yeah, I, it's just something you don't see, you know. No, I mean, and obviously there's goods and bads with with all of that stuff, but at whatever, let's just say a dollar more per gallon from, let's just say $3, well, $3 like a month ago, now it's $4. Um, mm-hmm. I did that. Yeah, the um, 3 to $4, but if you're doubling your gas mileage, it's essentially $2 a gallon compared to, you know, if you compare it to a right. $3 gallon of gasoline. Right. But I, I was just anticipating, I'm like, oh my God, this thing's not going to make it out of the lot and I'm not going to be able to get my ethanol-free gas. 
<laughs> because this engine's just going to go up and smoke. And that was something that I needed to look up. Yeah. To see if they had those little diesels, and apparently they do. So I don't know. It's that that's kind of what I was looking at, and right now I'm I'm going to be driving this thing around. Hopefully, stuff gets figured out, and there's computer chips, and now there's, you know, when the the, the car manufacturers now have really great tools with their internet, uh, just how they have their dealer network set up, in that you can at least with with GMC, um you can have them search your local inventory on what dealer has the car you're looking for. And right. like, they're like, it's expected to be at this one, you know, like it's ordered and like, Oh, okay. But when it's like three meet your criteria in a hundred mile radius, you're like, well, this is bad times. Yes. <laughs> Red very, flag. Very yeah. I'm going to know what something else I did to the truck. Let's hear it. I was in a very tight space. I needed to get out with these enormous, terrible truck. And I had the boat uh, hooked up. So I essentially had to jackknife my trailer. Did you bump the bumper? I bumped right above the rear taillight. Meaning my gunnel of my boat smashed into the bend right above the taillight like five feet in the air. Did, did it hurt it the boat at all? Is. No. Okay. Just smash that tin can shit house of a truck that I have. Is this this? I don't, I don't remember. Is this the same truck that you backed into the mailbox or was that the truck before? That was the truck before when we hit a mailbox and ran. <laughs> Let's get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> I think I was very tired. <laughs> At that time, I don't think you were, but... <laughs> Dude, <laughs> I can't believe we did that. We, oh, you were the driver. You're supposed to have eyes. I'm I didn't have the best to... backup camera. <laughs> My fault. I didn't have park distance control. <laughs> park distance control. <laughs> and that apparently doesn't work for the elevated raised trailer boat. It just smashed. Beep, beep, right. beep, 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 I was crunch. like, oh, my God. Damage taken <laughs> to the driver's taillight. I thought I, like, got out of this place, like. Scot-free. Uh, yeah, and I was like, I'm good. I didn't run over any grass. Nobody's going to be mad. And then I, like, parked the truck, launched the boat, you know, all that stuff. And I, like, look back, and I'm like, my God. Mother of God. <laughs> so it's been good. I've just. Ever since the baby came around, I have spent so much money, just thrown it all away. I've lost rods. I've lost line. You've lost, lost sleep. I've, I've lost very expensive baits that people would pay crazy money for. I was reeling in. I was going like one mile an hour. And this fish hits a trolling line. I'm like, fish, grab it, grab it, fish. It's like, where? I'm like, on the side road, side road, grab it. So I, he does, and I get down, I grab it and thumb it and go to set. Like, set the hook like it's a casting fish. The line just snaps immediately at the eyelets. Excellent. It's a very, very nice bait on the end of it. 
So it's just been, I don't care anymore <laughs> that's exactly <laughs> that sums it up i don't care that is what i'm gonna name this <laughs> i don't care i don't care anymore mm-hmm. i'm gonna put that in quotes dash vance <laughs> <laughs> i do not care we need to end point. right there yeah let's all right i like that i'm gonna go and not sleep Perfect. Mm-hmm. So, uh, big thanks, Fatty Z Muskie Products, Muddy Creek Fishing Guide, St. Croix Rods, Vix Marine, Ranger Boats, Aqua Traction. Big thanks. And, uh, you know, thanks for listening. Good luck fishing. Good luck hunting. 